Good morning, this is Dr. Harding, and I'm here today to bring you some moments of inspiration. I am a little sorry, I'm sorry that I'm starting a little late, a little bit of engineer problem, but uh, thank God that we got that all straightened out, and I'm here to bring you some moments of inspiration. And when I say moments of inspiration, that's what I mean, moments of inspiration. I want you to know that it is a pleasure and it is a joy for me to be with you. I just want to thank God for all of you that are here this morning, uh, and listen, this is what uh, God has put in my heart to share with you. And before I get into the message, I want to uh, I want to read the ver a verse or two of these scriptures before I get into the message. And here we go. And uh, from the book of First John, First John chapter uh, five, verse fifteen through sixteen. First John chapter five, verses fifteen through sixteen, and it said fourteen through uh, fifteen. First John chapter five, verses fourteen through fifteen, said, and this is the confidence that we have according to His will. He hears us. Confidence we have according to His will. He hears us. Now, then verse 15 said, and if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. So we know we have the petition we desire of him when we know that he hears us. And we know that God hears us simply because he, we have that petition that God listening to us. So we have his word on that. So now since we have his God word on that, let me share some things with you. Let me go in a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for these God that are tuning in and these that's going to be tuning in, God. Thank you, Father, that you are the God of of, of the universe. Thank you, the God, that you knows everything. Thank you, God, that you're everywhere and you have all power. And then, God, just for a few minutes, use me for your glory to share some moments of inspiration with these, God, that are tuning in. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do and for what you've already done. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen. God bless you and good morning. Well, we're going to talk to you today about this is what I want to share with you. I want to be relevant. I want to be where we are. I don't want to talk where we're gone of where we haven't been, but I want to talk where we are right now, where we are right now in this pandemic. Where are we now in, 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 in God's purpose and in God's will? Well, I want to talk to you about uh, finding purpose 
in uncertainty. Finding purpose in uncertainty. Now, if it ever was a time that we're living in uncertainty, that is right now. I mean, when I say right now, that's right now. We got, we don't know basically sometime from day to day what we're going to do, how we're going to make it, uh, who's going to be, you know, what God is going to do for us, and how we're going to get all of these things together. And so we're in a struggle, we're in a hurt, we got pain, we got our relatives, we got our friends, all of these things that uh, is happening, and we don't know what to do. So what I want to talk to you about is finding purpose in uh, uh, in uncertainty. So now uncertainty can be found with one, defined it in one word. One word for uncertain that'll tell you the whole story about it is doubt. When you have doubt, anytime you got doubt, that's uncertain. Because if, you, if you're certain about something, you don't doubt about it. You say, oh yeah, I know that'll work. I know that'll happen because it's, it's happened before. But when you have doubt in your heart and doubt in your mind, those are the things that causes uncertainty. And so we, I want you to get today to get your mindset on what do I do when I don't know really what to do and I don't know I find in finding my purpose in uncertainty when it's uncertain what do I do well let's let's look at Abraham Abraham was 75 years old 75 years old and God spoke to him and said Abraham I want you to leave your kindred leave your kindred leave all your kin folks and I want you to go to a place that I'll tell you where it's at when you get there. Now, you know, that's a, that's a, at 75 years old, someone would think that you, that senility have set in and that you are really out of your mind, that you, you said, they, they see you packing up and getting ready to leave uh, with your wife and your family. And they said, well, where are you going, Abraham? And he said, well, I don't know. He said, well, how, if you don't know where you're going, how are you gonna know when you get there? I don't know. The Lord just told me when I get there, he will let me know that's where he want me to be. And so what he, he, he and then he, he takes lots with him. God did not tell him to take lot. Now, let me tell you something. Sometimes we have people that we drag along with us or they hang on to us. But when we take a lot along with us, sometimes you're going to have a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble. That's right. You're going to have a lot of trouble. And so lot went with him. And so lot went with him. And so uh, uh, Abraham <clears throat> went to where God told him to go. And how do we know what God wants us to do with our life at this time, with all of these things and calamities that were going on in our life? How do we know what God wants us to do? I mean, every day on the news, that's a, it's a sad sack because it's a, your catch 22. Here's the catch 22. You don't know if you've missed the news, you're going to miss something that may be going to be pertinent to you or important to you. If you don't get it, if you sit around and listen to it all day, it's going to drive you, it's just going to dry you out. It's going to just have you bang, 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 nuts. So you got to trust in God. And so in trusting in God, what are some of the things that we do? Uh, the confidence that we have in God's word. This is what we have to understand. The confidence that we put in God's word. Yes, we can read at what, what I just read to you, the opening scripture, is that we have this confidence that God hears us and we have the confidence that God is listening to what we say and that we know we get our petition answered but while once you pray that prayer this is what I want to tell you once you pray that prayer of a fellowship with him and 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 I and his keeping his commandment are required we got to keep the fellowship because the devil gonna bring in when you get positive with God say I'm gonna stand on God's word I'm gonna believe God the devil gonna send in a doubt that's right he's gonna send in some doubt immediately send in some doubt and so living uh, you got to live a holy life and you got to live a life every day like this is your last day that I believe God and I'm not going to move off of what God have told me to do so with this uncertainty
certainty in finding our purpose now. So what is it that God want us to do now in this, <clears throat> in this uh, pandemic? What is it that God want us to do? What do God want us to do as, as for our family, as for our job, as for our livelihood, or for our churches? What do God really want us to do? And this is a time of uncertain, and this is a time that we can be encouraged for one minute, next minute, we have doubt. And so that's why I'm giving you moments of inspiration. So the, 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 the thing we have to do, we have to start with believing what God's word says for us to do. That's right. David believed God's word. In, David, in Psalm 16 and, and 1, David asked God to preserve him for his in everything that he do, for he was putting all of his trust in God. So this is what we got to do. We got we to put our trust in God and ask God to preserve us, to keep us, God. Don't let me fall in this calamity, God. Don't let me fall among this turmoil. But God, I want you to keep me in this, in this time that I'm doing. And so God, when God told Abraham to leave and Abraham left and he was there and God said to Abraham, everywhere that you put your foot, look, look to the north and I want you to look to the south and look to the east and the west. But everywhere that you put your feet and tread upon, I'm going to give you that line, that land. I'm going to give it to you. And so how do we, we, we trust God? Well, Jeremiah told us in Jeremiah 29 and 11, he said, for I know the thought that I think towards you. Now, I want you to think about something now. What are you thinking about? What is it in your mind? What's, what's got your, for, your forefront attention? Every day when you get up, all through the day, everything that got your forefront attention, that come to your mind right now, God what is it that I got to do this day? God, how am I going to make it through this day? God, am I going to be a victim of this virus? God, am I going to be able to take care of my family? So God, you got to, what, you, what you're doing is, is, is that you're putting all these things before God. And so David did the same thing. David said, said, said to, to God, he said, listen, it's, for, it's in you that I'm living, God, and I put all my trust in you. You know, when you put all your trust and your confidence in somebody, it takes a lot to do that. It takes a lot to do that because even people that say they love God, they do not put all their confidence and trust in God. They still want to put in and add some of what they think is okay in there. And sometimes when we add our little flavoring to God's word, it doesn't work because God's word doesn't need anything. Don't add nothing to it. Don't take nothing away from it. It's, it'll do it by itself. It'll do it by himself. And so he said to Jeremiah, said, I know the thought that you think concerning me, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you the expected your expected intent. Now, think about this. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you know that God is going to give you what you expect, your expected intent, then what would, why would you think anything wrong in asking God for what he want, you want him to do? And this time, uh, and you're uncertain. Why would you ask him for something that you are uncertain about? So you're uncertain about it. And God said, I'm going to give you, I know what you need. I know exactly what it is. And I'm going to give you exactly what you asked for. I know your thoughts. I know your thoughts. Now, you know, it's a good thing. Thank God for it. It's a good thing that we don't know each other's thoughts. Now, you know, we got palm, you know, you got witches and seance so they can read your mind, mind readers and palm readers. But now think about this. If you could read some people's thoughts, then you were standing around and in a crowd. 
and you could read the thoughts of everything that somebody was thinking about you, you go crazy. You be fighting. You be angry. But God knows our thoughts. And in spite of who we are, God is always who he say he is. That's right. He's always who he say he is. And so in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse uh, 10, Paul said, For we are workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God have built before ordained that we shall walk in them. We should walk in them. So listen. Note how nice this is. We are God workmanship. We didn't craft it. God have crafted us for we can ask the things that he give us to ask and he will do it. So the uncertainty in our mind, we give it to God. Just turn it over to God. I dare you to turn it over to God in this, uh, this, this time of uncertainty. Lord, should I go here? Lord, should I go there? Lord, should I do this? And, and the parent, I pray for you. It's a tough thing if you got children in school. It's tough either way he's hurting on both ends we know that we learn more in school than we do out of school but can I send my child to school in the midst of this pandemic can I can I trust uh, do I know that they're going to keep him safe can I keep know that they're going to keep him distant they said the young folk won't get it the children won't get it but all of those things uh, holes have been punched in that and so we have this uncertainty and in our stomach you got this what we call a gut feeling said oh I may better not do it because it'll be my fault if something happened to my child and you got that gut feeling that hurting you then you have the things that my child is losing out or I don't know what to do and I, I don't I'm not familiar with all of this technology I can't do the zoom well and I don't know can they do this well and then I gotta feed them it costs me more money for now to stay at home I gotta feed them I take I, sometimes I gotta be off my job early all of these things but wait a minute these are all uncertainty but God has the answer that's right God has the answer and, and and he said he said look what he said in Ephesians 2 he said for our, we are his workmanship that means God have crafted us and God knows what I need. My needs are different from your need. Your needs are different from mine. Your family needs are different from my need. And so God have crafted us in a way that he knows exactly what we need. And David said in Psalm 32 and 8 he, he said don't worry about God not holding, holding back things from you. Don't worry about it. So how do I know that God is going to be talking to me? Well David gave us the confidence and, and write it down. Psalm 32 and 8 said I will instruct thee. That's what God said to David. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go it. I will guide thee with mine eyes. Now, don't, my, what a blessing that is that God will tell us I will instruct you in your un, in, uh, your, uh, your your uncertainty. I'll be there. I'll instruct you. I'll instruct you with my eyes. I'll instruct you to do some things that, you know, and you know how he do it. He do it from the inside, from the inside. When, listen, we call it sometimes a gut feeling, and, and you can't go on gut feeling. You got to go on what God's word says. That's right, what God's word says. And so God said, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. So you've been born again, and you You've been saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. You hear the voice of God. The more you obey his word, the more God will come to you. The more you, uh, the more you obey it, and as fast as you obey it, the faster you get your answer. But when you got to go up and down, up and down, up and down, you, that's what's going to be happening. You're wavering like a wave that goes out and come back. A wave go out and come back. You got to be able to be steadfast, unmovable, always dependent on God's word. And so God told Jeremiah in verse 12, then shall ye call upon me, since you know I know your thoughts, and I want to give you your desire, your 
your desires, expectation, then shall you call upon me and ye shall go and pray unto me and I will hear unto you. I will hear you. Go and pray. So after this broadcast is all and after this is all, go pray and ask God and tell God the thing that you need. Tell God about where you where you are. You already know it, but tell him. Say, God, you know where I am. You know my heart. You know, God, that I want to do this. You know, God, that is, I, 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 I don't know how to handle this. You know, God, that this is something too big for me. And so, God, I'm turning it over to you. But I want to help you. I want to do my part. I want to do my part. My part is to pray. My part is to fast. My part is to read about your word. And my part is to believe. And when I do my part, I know that your part is already done. Never worry about God doing his part. When you do your part, God's part is already done. Now, I believe somebody really needed that, uh, that, that when you do your part, that's why you, this all, when, you get, when I get off here to post it, because somebody needs it. When you do your part, God's part is already done. Everything that God going to do, he's already did it. That's why Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. I don't have to do anything else. It's finished. Your peace is finished. Your joy is finished. Your money is finished. Your, 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 your needs are already finished. But you got to do your part because God have already did his part. That's right. He's already did his part. He's already blessed you. And you got to stand on God's word until it's manifest. And the manifestation means that it's revealed to you. And when it's revealed to you, you know then that God have already did these things for you. Now, while you're going through, God is causing all things to work together for your good. That's what he said in Romans 8 and, 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 and 28. He didn't say all things that happened to you was going to be good. That's what we say. Well, I know it's everything. going. No, he didn't say it was going to be good, but he said we're going to be for your good. Do you know some of the things that God are working on in you now? It's not good. It hurts. You don't want to give up that. You don't want to be thinking about I got stressed out every day about this and that. No, it ain't good, but you're going to look back at this time and you're going to look back and you're going to tell your children. You're going to tell your grandkids. You're going to tell your, your, your acquaintance. You're going to tell somebody else in trouble. It was good that I went through these things, girl. You, If I had never went through this myself, I wouldn't be able to talk to you now. It's good that I went through it. And so you're going to be able to tell them that. And so the, Romans 8 and 28 said, and we know, and we know all things work together for good to them that love God. That's the qualifier. Love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. His purpose. So what is God's purpose in my life now when I have these uncertain, finding purpose and uncertainty? How do I find purpose and uncertainty? Well, when I, my purpose for every purpose, listen to this, everything God does, he does either on purpose, for purpose, with purpose, or without, he does nothing without purpose. Everything that happened is either for purpose, with purpose, or on purpose. That's what God does for, but he does nothing without purpose. And so therefore, when you find a purpose, the pr when you find a problem, you, you must have a purpose. And once you find a purpose in the problem, the problem is already resolved. It's already resolved. And so that's what you got to look for. Look for the problem in the purpose. And when you find a problem in the purpose, the purpose is already going to work itself out. That's why it came, so that you can work it out. And God will do that for you. So he, he make it plain with why all the mysteries. Why do God take you through all the mysteries and all of the tests and all of the trials? You know, I thank God. I've asked God this. I said, God, look, why you put me through all of this? Why, why, why God, did I have to go through all of this? And you know the answer already. Why not just, just hand it, let's do it, get it over. And the Lord spoke to my heart afterward and said, if I had not taken you through what you went through, you wouldn't have known how to endure and abide under pressure. That's right. Pressure is a precious 
thing. Yes, it, it's something needed in our lives. Pressure brings out of you what you don't know you even have in yourself. Pressure brings out potential. All of us have potential to do something that we never done before. That's right. We've never done it before. And so pressure will cause you to do reach and grab that inner potential in you that you don't know that you have and causes you to wait on God and to hold on to God's unchanging hand until God reveals and give you the revelation to give you the breakthrough that he wanted you to have. And he said to the children of Israel in Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 20 through 21 he said to them said and though the lord gives you the bread of adversity in other words if god giving you bread from your enemies you, you, you when your people won't help you God is giving you bread of adversity from your enemy. Don't get upset because your enemy gives you something and your enemy may tell you, say, well, well, I'm not even saved and I got this and I got this. Well, here, I'm going to help you out. Don't get upset. God is using them. So even though he may give you bread of adversity and the water of affliction, you shall not, you should not, uh, let me go back. Yet shall not thou teacher be removed into a corner anymore. So don't forget that it's God. It's still God doing it. When your enemy give you something, I remember, I remember that, that, that when I was working on the job years ago, 40 something years ago, when I was working on a secular job and, 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 and a man said to me, he said, Reverend, he said, look, I, he said, I, I see you don't have all of this and you don't have your car. I got a car, I got a house and I got this and that and I don't even serve God. So here, come take this $5 and go get you something, you know, and I, I took it, but I had to, that was, that was, that was a bread of affliction. That was bread of affliction to me because I'm wondering God, what this man talking to me and this man and have all this stuff, and here I am, your child, living everything I know, fasting, praying, and, and, and yet I don't have all of my sufficient need, and this person have it. But what I want you to understand, that God will open doors for you. Here's a clement step. God said, see, God don't give us what we want. No, 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 no. I want you to get that idea when people say, the Lord give me what I want. No, he don't. No, God never gives us what I, we want. He gives us what we qualify for. That's right. You have to qualify. His, you know, we must thank God is something just like he don't have enough sense, as, as much sense as the world. You know, you want a job, you don't just go out and get a job. They give you, if you want a good job, they give you what you qualify for. How did you qualify? You went to school, you took a trade, or you learned, or, you, or somebody, somebody mentored you, but you just didn't walk in and got the best job. You don't just walk in and become the manager. You don't just walk in and become the supervisor. You don't just walk in and become the leader. You, you, you have to qualify for things. So with God, the qualification with God is our life, a sanctified life, a pure life, a life that believes in God. You, there, there come a time, thank you, Jesus, there come a time that there are some trials that would hit you so hard. And you have to say, for, you have to tell the devil, say, I don't care what you do and what you're doing to me. I'm not going to move until God do what he promised he be going to do. And you tell God, say, listen, God, say, I want you to understand. I'm not going to move until you do what you promised you was going to do. I remember, I remember, I remember, I've been there. I'm not teaching you all something that I have not experienced myself. I've been there, done that. I, I, I remember when I first started pastoring, and, and it was, I was into pastoring three, three and a half years, and it looked like I, I, it was a, so hard of a struggle. It was so hard. I'm praying, I'm fasting, and doing all of these things. And, and so I said to God, I, 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 I remember I walked from my house to the church, and I walked up, and I was praying all the way. I had been fasting, and I was on the third day of fasting. And I said, God, I'm not going to pass anymore. I'm going to go back. I'm going to get me a job, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to put up with all this stuff. Because I, I, you, I'm looking at these other people. That's what can get you in trouble, looking at eye, eyeballing other folks. I'm looking at other folks on the television. 
got their churches, they got this, they're growing, they look like they, they said a little anything and everything is happening and I'm praying and I'm, I'm doing everything and, and God, I'm in this struggle right now. I'm in between. I, I, I'm uncertain for what to do. And so I said, I'm going to take the church keys back to the church. I'm going to write a letter to the folks, to the board, and I'm going to tell them, this is it. I'm giving up. And I remember when I walked through the door, I walked through the door. It was like God took a, a, a weight off of my shoulder. He just lifted up off of me. And I heard God said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. And then I said to God, I said, well, what, what is it I'm doing? He said, you're not preaching my word. I said, what do you mean I'm not preaching your word? I'm preaching every Sunday. And, and, and every, he said, you're not preaching my word. You're preaching stuff that you heard somebody else say. He said, I want you to get into the word. And I'm going to open up your understanding. I'm going to open up your knowledge. And this is what we got to do. We can't just go on what folks say. But man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And I'm telling you, I can say this to some pastors now. This is 40 years I've been pastoring. 40 years I've been pastoring. 40 years I founded this church. 40 years I've been with the ups and downs and so forth. And God have brought me through the trials and brought me through turbans and brought me through places that I thought I couldn't go. And now he's placed my feet on a solid rock. And now I can tell you and give you some moments of inspiration. Whatever you're going through with your family, whatever you're going through with your children, whatever you're going through on your job, whatever you're going through any place in the country, whatever you're going through, I'm here to tell you that God will give you a breakthrough through it. He will give you you can find purpose in your uncertainty. You can find it. He's there. If you look for it, he's there. And God would be being, he will do it. This is what I'm going to bring to you today to let you know that God haven't forgotten you. I don't care if it's bread of, un, of adversity. Eat it. Bread of affliction. Eat it. And watch God give you some joy. And watch God give you some power to do it. So in, in, in the purpose in God planning, why he planned, he want to teach us to have a, a trust in him. He want to teach us to believe in him. He want to teach us that we can't make it without him. Him. And that's what we got to understand. We cannot lean to our own understanding. That's right, our own understanding. So in this time of uncertainty, finding your purpose in your uncertainty, I'll tell you what our purpose is. Our purpose is to call on God, not just for ourselves, but let's intercede for other people. Let me tell you something. One of the greatest breakthroughs you can get is when you, you intercede for other people. When you're praying for other people, the Bible says, whatsoever a man soweth, that's what he's going to reap. So if I sow into other lives, if I sow into other ministry, if I sow into other things, then that's when God going to have people to sow into me. So I've learned that the process of receiving is giving, but you have to not only give, it's the attitude you give with, and it's the purpose that you do it with, and it's the ideologies that you have which you're given. If you're given to be seen, that's your blessing. If you're given to want everybody to boast you up, that's your blessing. That's all you're going to get. But if you give, and my God, my wife and I in this ministry hundreds of times, hundreds of times in these 40, 50 years, I've been saved 56 years going on now, we have given to folks and we tell them we've given to we, we see I've seen people in my church and I, 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 they got families and they're struggling. And my wife and I get together and we'll go and do something for them. But we tell them, don't tell nobody. We don't want them to be broadcasting. We get, we get you get a lot of haters that way, too. So you don't want people to do you never did that for me. And I've been here this long. So you don't want people to tell them, do that for them. And, and something you do for them through somebody else and they don't even know you did it. But God knows what you're doing. God got his eyes on you. And so in your in finding purpose in 
in uncertainty. Do the things that God tell you to do. And God said, I will guide you. I will lead you. And Philippians 1 and 6 said, being confidence of this very thing, he that have, let me go back, being confidence of this very thing, that he which have begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And remember, you didn't start to work yourself. God started a good work. What was the good work? You accepted him to be your Lord and your Savior. And he, he when you accepted Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior, guess what happened? He said, listen, there are some good things that you have in you, and these good things, I need them. That is your purpose. Your purpose is, a lot of times we say, our purpose is to go into the gospel, go into the highways and hedges and preach the gospel and preach the gospel to the poor and preach it to the But there's one thing that you forget for, he said, preach. He said, teach. You, right now, people need to be taught. Just hollering at them and streaming, streaming at them doesn't help them. They need to be taught the word. They need to be taught the word. And teaching is observation. A teacher is an observer. You cannot teach without being an observer because teaching takes time to study. You can start saying praise God and hallelujah, glory to God, and jumping over benches and all that stuff, and folk may get happy. But when they get when the, when the, when the happiness go down, they still broke. They still crying. The problem is still there. But if you teach the man, if you teach them that God is our source, not resource, He's our source. If you teach them that God has already opened a door for you, if you teach them that God said, "I'm already your healer," He said, "With your stripes, I'm healed." If you teach them how to do it, then they will know that they don't have to go to grandma. They don't have to come to you. They don't have to run to this person. They can go directly to the source. And the source is God. God is my de deliverer. God is my source. God is my leader. He's my guide. He's my all in all. And I put all of my trust in him. And this is what I want to teach you for moments of inspiration, for coming out and finding out what your uncertainty is in this time of, in this time of this pandemic and finding out how you're going to make it, finding out how I'm going to make that next car payment, how I'm going to make that next house payment. Give it to God. Sometimes we start stressing about stuff 30 days or a week or two months before it happened. My God, don't stress about something all this other time. Just say, trust God. I'm trusting God. And if it don't happen today, it don't happen. He ain't never been late. He's never been late. That means that he want to bless you another way. Just like uh, Esther said, when she, when Mordecai told her, you got to go see the king. And she said, well, it ain't my time to go sin. She, he said, you, if you don't think that, you know, if this calamity come because you're in the king house, you're going to be spared. And so she got together and she fasted and she said, I want you to call it fast with me, Mordecai, and have the Jews praying. In three days, I'm going to see the king. And she said, I don't know what's going to happen, but if I perish, I'm going to perish. But who knows whether God have called you to the kingdom for such a time as this. That's right. For such a time as this. And so what we got to do and do and understand is that God is our deliverer. God is our savior. God is our helper. And thank God, my God, thank God for you that are here. Thank God for you that are going to pass this on. Thank God for you that's going to be able to live another week, another month, and you, that you're going to see your way out of this. Thank God that you're not going to die in the trial, but you're going to come out of the trial. You're going to come through this thing, and my God, they won't smell no fire smoke on you. You may have been burnt, but they, they won't smell it. You may have been hurt, but they won't tell it. You got a smile on your face. You're going to be bearing under. That's what we That's what we got to understand. We're going to be bearing under pressure. That's what That's what going through you. When you're going through, listen, when you're going through, don't be sitting around crying, moping your eyes, swollen up in your face and frowns on your face. No, don't do that. Get a smile on your face so people don't ever know where you, what you're going through. They think that you ain't never had no trial and they don't know what you're going through. It's because it's none of their business. Your trials are not everybody's business and don't be telling them about you being going through and all of that. When they ask you what, what it is, do like the woman that, uh, of that was Elijah, uh, when her son died, she said, it is well. It is well. He said, some gotta be, it is well. And that's what we got. To, it is well in my soul. It is well in your soul. And let me pray here. Father, I break the power of the devil and thank you for these that are watching God whatever problem they are confronting
confronted with, I break the power of the devil and I command the devil to take his hand off of your people. They are your property. I speak peace to that woman. I speak peace to that man, that boy, that girl. I loose that man from drugs and alcohol, that woman. I loose them from it, God, in the name of Jesus. Where they did not have the power to be broken or loose, I loose them from it now in the name of Jesus. And Satan, I bind your work and I release financial blessing into the lives of your people, God. Right now, by faith, God, bless that man, that woman, that boy, that girl, to let them know that they're going to make it. And I give you the glory and praise. And God, I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. And if you're not saved and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, listen, get ready to pray this prayer with me. Ask God to forgive you. Dear God, forgive me for my sins, all of my sins. Forgive me for them. And I want Jesus Christ, that Jesus that died and was buried on, and on the third day, he rose again. I want him to come into my life because I'm a sinner and save me from this untold generation. And God, I will serve him for the best of my ability for the rest of my life. And wherever you are, and you heard that message, you prayed that prayer. You are saved. Find a church in your area. God will lead you to a good Bible teaching church. And you get there and you stay there and you grow in knowledge and grow in wisdom of God. That's right. Grow in the knowledge and wisdom of God. And listen, I want to thank God for all of you this morning. I want to ask you to help me spread the, the moments of inspiration. Help me do it by posting it and what God is doing for us. And we will find out that God will bless us and God will open doors for us and God will make ways for us. And so let's do that. And, 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 and listen, if you want to plant a seed plant a seed into this ministry that I can be able to spread it out farther if it's been a blessing to you and if you, you know, I'm not telling you to take your tithes from your church and take your offering from your church but I'm saying plant a seed plant a seed into moments of inspiration and you can just send it to Greater Open Door Worldwide Ministry you don't have to write it all out all you have to do is says, just put it on there G-O-D-W-W-M Greater Open Door Worldwide Ministry, 135 West Victoria Street, here in the city of Long Beach, California, 90805. Or we have PushPay. And if you've seen this in, on, on, through the Great Open Door web, PushPay, you, if you already have the app downloaded, you can give in less than a minute from any place here in the world, in the universe. And we thank God for you. I thank God for your support. Thank God for your love. And I'm praying for you and your family. And I want you to understand that you are in my heart. I want you to understand understand that this is not something that I, I, I made up. I've been doing moments of inspiration since 1994 on KTYM for over 15 years. And uh, so when they, they sold the station and we was not on the broadcast anymore, they taken it from all the people and, and the other people bought it up. Now we are back on here every week. I'm on here live face to face. You couldn't see me face to face uh, on KTYM, but you can see me face to face here on moments of inspiration. You have a blessed day and thank you so much. And and may God best be yours. And if a God said the same, I'm going to be here and be here on time next week for Moments of Inspiration at 10 a.m. Wednesday morning. God bless you. Have a blessed day.
Nasa.